guys, welcome back to another episode of Study Break. My name is Melody, and today I am here with Aline. Hi, everyone. I am super happy to be here. Um, my name is Aline, as you already know, and yeah, I'm from the Bay Area, from California, and I'm currently a junior in high school. Um, a little bit about me is that I am the uh, founder and executive director of Self-Care Support. I am also the co-founder and co-CEO of Empowering Youth in Business, and I do marketing for a couple of organizations such as um, Note Love, and I'm the VP of Marketing for a startup called Sloth, and I also do a lot of volunteer work centered around tutoring and education, and I'm on the leadership team of a few organizations like Interns for Good. Yeah, so as you guys can all see, Aline is super involved. She is in so many different organizations. You created and founded so many different types of really cool organizations. Like, is it self-care support? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I am just so fascinated by what you do because as I said earlier, you are so involved and you're also a student. You're a high school junior. You know, I'm a high school junior myself and I am struggling so much just having one podcast and like <laughs> managing a couple of clubs there and there. But yeah, you are like doing some crazy things right now. So good for you, honestly. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Today, this episode, I really wanted to focus on how students can be more involved in their community, involved in innovation, creation, and honestly, just how to have more extracurriculars, especially now, right? In colleges, they always say, like, you got to be involved somehow. <laughs> mm -hmm, definitely. Mm -hmm. So um, to start off, let's talk more about your own experiences and projects. You mentioned that you were the co-founder of something called Back to School Hacks, which was an event mm -hmm. in the summer of 2020 where you taught students or you helped students and teachers transition from in-person to distance virtual learning. So can you go ahead and tell me more about that? Yeah, definitely. So um, Back to School Hacks is something that I worked on with a friend of mine. She's definitely a little bit more into tech than I am. I focused more on the logistics behind everything since I'm not like super um, into tech and, you know, STEM related fields like that. But I thought it was a really fun experience. It was basically, like you mentioned, um, a, an opportunity for students to, you know, kind of experiment and be creative um, and find out ways to transition from, you know, um, in-person learning to distance learning. So that was a pretty cool experience. Um, I got to see a lot of really interesting innovations from students across the world. And I mostly focused on, you know, getting participants and also working with sponsors. Um, but, you know, it was honestly um, really fun just because I was able to kind of see the behind the scenes of a hackathon um, and kind of, you know, be involved in the business and marketing aspects of that, which I was definitely more interested in. But yeah, it was definitely an interesting experience overall since my friend was the one who actually had the idea in the first place and asked me to kind of help out with it. And yeah, I thought it was pretty cool to do. So what exactly did you do in the hackathon? Because 
from my knowledge, right, hackathon, it sounds a lot like coding and computer science. So like, can you explain like maybe uh, an example of like a curriculum? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, hackathons are basically, they kind of um, like, they let students, you know, be creative. They combine coding, computer science, engineering, and they combine that with business and entrepreneurship, which I think is really interesting and cool. And so I remember one submission we had was from a student, I believe they kind of created like they coded a program, I think where um, it, you would allow it would allow you to put in your school schedule. And it would, you know, it would ring like a bell every time you had to go to class. So for all the people who had busier schedules or, um, you know, they didn't really have a way of sorting out their schedules if they were super complicated, they could use that and it would remind them to go to class. Um, but there were a lot of different types of innovation and I was able to kind of help judge some of the winning ones. So yeah, and uh, I think there was another one. It was actually pretty outside the box, um, but it was basically a a website and it was more focused on um, you know creating something that teachers could share with their students and students could use to um, you know help with their mental health during that transition and it was more focused on you know creating a platform where they students could kind of have fun and you know look at a bunch of jokes and you know have a laugh once in a while so I thought that was really creative actually and I think that was the one that won first place so yeah, it was a pretty cool experience seeing all the different projects. Yeah, for sure. That sounds really exciting. The bell schedule thing that you mentioned earlier, I think that is so useful for online education right now. I actually set like 20 alarms. Wait, I'll, I'll, sh I'll pull it up right now. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's absolutely insane. See, it's right here. You can see how many <laughs> alarms I have. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have the same type of thing. I have so many alarms in the morning, especially to wake me yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Not only to wake up, but I also have alarms like five minutes before class starts so that I log mm -hmm. into the Zoom meeting. And there's been so many times when I had really close calls before I had my alarm set up. So mm -hmm. I think whoever created that, you are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It was super cool. And so you mentioned that you were a judge for the event. Did you learn anything from being a judge, like just looking at everyone's submissions? And also, like, how did you feel about judging itself? Because I know that's probably a whole new topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was definitely different just because uh, I know I'm not like someone who is like amazing at tech and coding and things like that. So a lot of it was um, my friend who did a lot of the judging for the more like techie parts since she is super like advanced and skilled in those aspects. But I definitely learned a lot about like kind of how people actually, you know, dove into the process of coding these really unique innovations like the bell schedule and the website. And I thought it was really interesting to kind of hear their process of not only creating that idea, but also, you know, carrying it out. So yeah, overall, it was just super interesting to learn about like all these unique um, products and the way people thought about creating them. Mm -hmm, definitely. 
And let's move on to another project that you're involved in, which is empowering youth in business. And basically, you are the co-CEO and co-founder of this. And you provide middle school and elementary school students with free virtual entrepreneurship, business, or economics classes taught by high school volunteers. And now that is just so amazing. In addition to the fact that you taught over 200 classes and there are over 150 volunteers, like where do you find all these people? And like, how do you guys have time for this? That is amazing. Yeah, first of all, thank you so much. But mm -hmm. um, it's, it's something that I'm actually really happy about um, being involved in just because I love like combining my interests in what I do. So since I was like really interested in tutoring, like in academic subjects and piano and things like that, I really was excited to, you know, combine my love for business and also with education. And so when we first launched our, um, you know, our program for empowering youth in business, I had a, um, a connection with an organization that I am part of the leadership team for. Um, currently, that organization has over... Um, I think 11,000 volunteers, which wow. is super crazy. Yeah. yeah, I, I, it was like such an interesting connection to have because like through them, we were able to get a ton of people who were interested in business to come be volunteers. And so as of now, we actually have over 200 volunteers <gasps> and yeah, I know it, we're growing so fast and yes. I think it's so crazy. And we also, I believe, are, have taught maybe over 250, 300 classes, which is super crazy. And I just, I love our volunteers and what we do. Um, we basically have it so every time we get student signups, we kind of allow our volunteers to set up a time for them to teach. And our volunteers actually create their own curriculum. So they can create ones on topics they're actually interested in since there are a lot of different topics in business in general. So if someone's interested in marketing, they can create a marketing curriculum. If they're interested in finance, they can create a finance one. And then according to what topics they're interested in teaching, we assign them to students and we let them teach them and it's all virtual. Um, and that's just you know a way for everything to be a little more convenient for everyone as well. But yeah, I, I love our organization so much. And yeah, we have a lot planned for the future as well. So that's really exciting. That is so awesome and super impressive. Like I, I, I feel the need to say I'm so proud of you for creating this. This is incredible. Thank you so much. <laughs> of course, of course, it's well deserved. And um, is it like a one on one conversation with like the volunteer and the student? Or is it more like a group setting like a classroom setting? So you know, I think that people are allowed to choose whether they want group lessons or not. But usually we find that with a topic like business, it's a little bit easier for people to understand concepts if it's one on one. So normally our classes are one on one. So we have each volunteer set up a Zoom room and time with students and then they can you know, run through the curriculum. Um, we have like fun interactive activities within each curriculum. So the student stays engaged and they just kind of if they have any questions, they can ask them. Um, and our tutors are just kind of mentors for them and just really there to introduce these children to the subjects that they're interested in, just so that, you know, students can maybe find their passions or something that they're really interested in and that they want to explore a little bit more in the future. Yeah, 
That sounds amazing. You know, you're the you're the founder and the CEO of Empowering Youth in Business. So do you, are you the one who organizes everyone? Like, do you match the volunteers with the students? Like, is that what you're in charge of? Like, can you just dive deeper into what exactly you do to manage this organization? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually founded this organization with a friend of mine. So we basically, um, you know, we are the ones who uh, manage our team. Our team does stuff like they do outreach to schools. They do outreach to organizations who might be interested in partnering with us. And so once we get student signups, after we, you know, make those partnerships with the schools, we are the ones who actually match the tutors with the students. And we actually do it like they have um, a Google form where they sign up. And then we kind of, you know, we, every, every class they sign up for, we pick out a tutor and then we, you know, set them up together and we arrange the times they're available and then send that to the parent. So it's kind of a complicated process, but it is pretty fun in the end. And yeah, we're definitely having more students recently. So it's been more of a challenge, but it's definitely fun to, you know, connect people to their mentors and see, you know, what students learn from our lessons. Yeah, you guys are like little matchmakers. <laughs> Honestly, it must be such a fun experience. With this organization, your main target audience is, of course, the middle school and elementary school students. So how exactly do you advertise this program to them? Do you go to like the, the elementary and middle schools in your district? And like, did you ask the principal if I can host this event? Yeah, of course. So like once, a, once again, we do have a team who does a lot of outreach. We usually have them either contact public schools directly or we have them contact public school like districts, um, mostly in California, but we do also have an outreach team. Um, and these are just volunteers and they do a lot of outreach for us. So we have them post on Nextdoor um, to their local neighborhoods to see if anyone's interested in taking business lessons with us. We also have them reach out to their local schools and that way we have students from like Canada we have students from the east coast and west coast so um, that way we get a lot more variety in students and we can help a few more people but a lot of it is definitely through direct outreach and partnerships with schools um, that our volunteers find. That is so amazing like you guys are taking that initiative to create change and empower the youth through education that is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And so um, finally, let's talk about, I feel like it's probably one of your biggest projects, self-care support. Let's just talk more about what this organization is. I actually founded self-care support last summer. Um, and I entered the idea that I had for self-care support into a competition. It was called Points of Light Youth pitch contest. And we basically were supposed to come up with an idea to, um, you know, it had to be related to helping people who were struggling because of the pandemic. And my idea initially was helping high school students with their mental health, because I know, like during the pandemic, you know, it can be pretty draining on people's mental health, especially high school students who are transitioning into, you know, distance learning, it can be pretty tough for them. So I kind of came up with a pitch and an idea, 
And I managed to win a $1,000 grant from Point of Light. And <laughs> we were able to, um, you know, we were able to put the project into action, which was super fun. Um, originally, my idea was actually only a website and it would have, um, you know, a place for students to connect with each other. And, you know, it would have basically only that feature and maybe a few other features here and there. But once I actually launched the project, I really wanted to do more with it. Um, and so I actually created it into like more than a community, but also, you know, I kind of implemented entrepreneurship and um, I was able to, you know, reach out to different people, different change makers, entrepreneurs. I was able to interview them and feature them on our site. And so now on our site, we have a ton of different opportunities that students can, you know, use. And these are mostly youth-led organizations, actually. So if students are looking for a way to get involved with their communities, and we separate them into, you know, different categories like STEM, um, art, humanities, uh, mental health, activism, a bunch of different, different types of categories. And so students are able to find something they are interested in and they can get resources from that or they can get involved in that organization. So a lot of our work on self-care support is not only building a community but also inspiring people to make a change of their own. Um, and we have a team of writers who also you know, create mental health related articles, student support articles. Um, and yeah, they're able to you know, make a lot of these different content that's catered towards youth and yeah our team of writers is like absolutely amazing and yeah I absolutely love the work we're doing we've interviewed over 80 organizations we have them all featured on our page we're doing a initiative called small business spotlight where we interview um, owners of small businesses and we also feature them and yeah we've gotten like so much support so far so we're really excited for the future of our organization. Yeah, that sounds incredible. All of your organizations, they have such important missions and message messages to get out into the world. So yeah, keep it up. You're doing amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now let's talk more about how other teens can also be so involved. Um, so first of all, this is a question that I had immediately when I saw your website. How do you manage school? and all of these extracurriculars that you have? So yeah, I, I do get asked this a lot, but um, like something that I really love to do is I love to like involve myself with activities like always. Like I, I really don't like it when I don't have anything to do or when I'm just sitting there and doing nothing. So I always love to be doing something. And even though this isn't like great of a habit, um, I do like, even when I'm, you know, watching Netflix or YouTube or relaxing and things like that, I always multitask on the side and I finish up like homework or I finish up a task at the same time. So, you know, I always try to know my limits, of course. Um, and I try to make sure that like whatever commitments I have, I'm able to actually commit to them and be a reliable like team member and, um, you know, leader for my team to my teammates. And so, a way that I balance school and my organizations is I actually something that I love to use are like productivity programs and apps. And so 
I right now I'm actually using Notion. I don't know if you know what that is. <gasps> I love Notion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's, I love it. So it's much. a little bit complicated, but yeah, it, it's definitely super helpful for me just because like I, I don't only like organize my schedule and, you know, block out dates for meetings and um, classes and things like that. But I also, you know, have all my organizations on there, all the links to my sheets that I need. Um, you know, meeting dates and, you know, information that I need. And so it is super helpful for me to keep everything organized. Um, And yeah, I just, I love to involve myself in things, even like during school breaks, just those 15 minutes, you can get so much done. So I always try to like be on top of everything, um, make sure that I am not pushing myself too hard, but also making sure that, you know, I'm doing something important with my time. Yeah, definitely. And do you ever feel burnt out from doing so much? Um, I think so for me, like doing what I'm doing is actually a way for me to, you know, kind of feel like a little bit better. Like it's kind of something that lets me take a break from the homework in school in a sense. So in a way, it's actually kind of helping me to prevent burnout just because I feel like if I'm only doing all the school related activities and I'm only, you know, focusing on these tests and these homework and things like that, um, I don't really, I'm not really doing something as meaningful as I could do with my time. And so, you know, I think that like, obviously I know when I'm going to burn out and I know my limits. And so I always make sure that like, I'm never pushing myself too hard and I always make sure you know I have time to take walks with my sister or you know play a board game with my family and you know just have free time to relax and um just take a break yeah that's awesome I mean honestly having that many things to do for me like I, I feel the exact same way as you because podcast is my way of like kind of escaping that really academic side of things you know um Mm -hmm. sometimes I would just spend hours and hours investigating like social media marketing and (laughs) spend hours learning about what hashtags are and like hashtag strategies (laughs) (laughs) researching things for my (laughs) podcast is actually just like watching YouTube you know so Mm -hmm. I think um, I definitely know some people who would think like it's really weird how we find doing more work satisfying. But honestly, like I'm someone who really likes to be busy. Um, I'm I feel like you probably mm-hmm. feel the same way, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so it's just like constantly having things to do. And boredom is like the biggest fear of mine like I I don't like the feeling of being bored and have nothing to do and like sometimes sometimes Mm -hmm. it's nice though just like having nothing to worry about just chilling but other times like you can really get inside of your head when it gets really boring and that's what I'm the most scared of Mm -hmm, definitely same here (laughs) yeah and so um aside from being burnt out and the previous conversations that we had, um, how exactly do you get involved in something that you're passionate about? Because I know a lot of teens are struggling to make that first step, you know, to take that initiative to get started. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so for me, actually, I think like when I was younger, I was someone who like I involved myself in tons of different activities. So I never really had something that like I completely focused all my time and effort into. I was involved in like ice skating, swimming, soccer, tennis, art, like all these different types of fields. And so like when I grew a little bit older, like maybe entered high school, I knew I should probably like focus on maybe one or two things that I really enjoyed. But I also know like it's important for you to not just like throw away everything you love. So something that I did was I tried like as soon as I went into high school, I tried to like search for, you know, different clubs that were at my school that I might be interested in. I even like tried something new. And this is actually what got me uh, interested in business initially was joining my school's DECA club. Um, it was, it's basically like a business club for those who don't know, but you get to do a lot of like entrepreneurship related stuff. So I created a business plan with my team. Um, get a practice marketing and I actually managed to make it to internationals my first year which was like super crazy and I like I loved it because I feel like with entrepreneurship and business you can really like take control and you know have your own um, thoughts and you can basically do whatever you want and so you can just be really creative with it so I think that like students need to know that there are tons of resources out there for them um, like, especially now, like there are tons of organizations that are all virtual. So you don't even have to search for ones that are like local or that you have to drive to or walk to. There are so many uh, organizations out there that are like global and they do work, you know, across the world and they are in tons of different fields and you can find super specific ones too. Like you can, if you're interested in dentistry, you can probably find an organization related to dentistry. If you're interested in coding or interested in, you know, writing, there are like youth-led magazine publications you can join. So I think there's just so many opportunities for, um, you know, especially high school students and even middle school students now. So um, yeah, I think like what you really need to do is take advantage of those opportunities. And I wish I had taken advantage of more opportunities when I was younger, but um, I think that's like my number one tip for those who want to get more involved. You mentioned a really good point about how since everything is virtual now, it's a lot easier to find resources and various organizations to join. On Instagram specifically with my podcast, I've been seeing a lot of like suggested or recommended accounts to follow, you know, and those are all mm -hmm. like teen led organizations. And I just think it's really cool how like so many teens are developing their own um, programs and again, like businesses and they're like hiring people or asking for interns too. So that's another really mm -hmm. great way to be involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There are literally like wherever I go, I see an organization for some topic that I never knew like there could be an organization for. I think it's so amazing that teens are, you know, like taking advantage of the fact that things are like a lot of things are virtual now and, you know, making a change through it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like there's just some things where, you know, we can be sad about like distance learning. It's really tough. It's tough on all of us. And, you know, even now mm -hmm. I'm still not completely used to it. 
but there's also things that honestly like being online is beneficial in the sense that it allows us to feel like have more freedom with the extracurriculars that we choose and so yeah Mm -hmm. I think I think that was a very good point if you could give one advice to teens who are looking to create more change within their own community, within any sort of community, um, what would that piece of advice be? Um, I would definitely say, like, try to explore things that you're interested in. And even if you're interested in a lot of things, there are a lot of ways to combine your passions. Like, for example, if you're interested in music, but you're also interested in, like, business or marketing or something like that there are a lot of ways that you can get involved in like a music nonprofit where you can teach um, an interest an instrument to children but you could also join their leadership team as a marketing director so like whatever you might be interested in just take advantage of all the opportunities you can find around you like take the time to do your research and um, you know like go on Instagram and see a bunch of different student-led organizations or are a ton that we we just talked about, but there are so many that you can, you know, like join their team or you can become a volunteer, you can join as an intern, or you can even benefit from the resources they provide. So I think like if you're looking to make change, like there are so many things that you can take advantage of. And even if there isn't one that you're really interested in, like that's perfect opportunity for you to actually like take the initiative to make your own and you could you know start your own organization or start your own company or whatever it is you want to do and make a change that you are really passionate about through that Mm -hmm. exactly and like I just wanted to also bring up the fact that we are all like so young right now like this is the time to take advantage of exploring a wide variety of subjects and just topics in general because um, there was actually this thing that I recently saw which is like how we are basically time billionaires like you know you, you got your billionaires like Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates but we are time billionaires and it's almost even more important than having like literal money <laughs> billions of dollars um, because you know we can afford to fail and make mistakes and you know, we, we are capable of doing that, yet we always still grow and learn so much from those mistakes. So, you know, at this point, we just have to stop being afraid. And it's so much easier said than done. But once you get out of that hole, like, you will literally feel so much more confident and you won't be scared of failure. And that's something that's really hard to do. But once you have that mindset, you will be much more um, ambitious and you will start benefiting from your own knowledge and from your own experiences. You know, there's so many different life lessons you can learn from just like one small experience. And um, that's just something really important to remember, I feel. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I 100% agree with everything you said. (laughs) Thank you. I also wanted to say that 
I noticed that there was a common theme within this conversation, which is just to find an interest, like find something you're passionate about and then pursue it. So how exactly did you discover your own passions? So like when I was young, I was like, like I mentioned before, I was introduced to so many different things, but I think like, I'm pretty thankful that my parents did this, but they, they really wanted me to narrow down and just like pick something that I wanted to focus my time and energy into, because even if you are interested in everything, you can't have the time to do everything when you're older. So like the way I did it was I chose two things that I was, that I really love to do. And that was piano and tennis for me. But when I got to high school, I did want to find like something else that I felt like I really love to do. And so through DECA, I found, you know, my interest in business. And I, I mean, there weren't as many like other types of business related opportunities for me. So I really wanted to make my own opportunities and, um, you know, make something that I was passionate about and get involved in things that I was passionate about. And so, you know, through doing all these different activities and through like, you know, being involved as a volunteer at first, I was able to get that experience that I needed to, you know, start my own organizations and join these even larger, um, you know, nonprofits and companies and things like that. And so I think it's really just about um, gaining that experience and finding a passion you love and then just going and pursuing it. And if you really like want to do something even bigger, you can even try you know, starting your own initiative related to it. But yeah, that's definitely how I first got interested in the passions that I have. Yeah, exactly. That was very well said. And I feel like there's something that a lot of teens are afraid of doing, which is like changing their commitment. And what I mean by that is like, you know, how growing up a lot of schools now they teach you about college, like ever since I don't know, from elementary school, you know, and then they're like, oh, well, you have to choose a major and you have to know what you're going to do in life. And that's kind of been what's expected of teens and high schoolers. Like it's, it's kind of the, um, it's just what we're supposed to do. You know, adults ask us questions like, hey, you know what college you want to go to? What major you're going to do? And like, do you know what your job's going to be? And I feel like there's a shame that teens feel sometimes if they don't know how to answer those questions. And I just wanted to throw out there that it is completely fine because sometimes the people who seem really put together, like they might have a sudden change in their life too. Like maybe one day I'll be pursuing um, podcasting and then like you see me three years from now, maybe I'm, I'm a farmer. You know, like, who knows? <laughs> who knows? So it's mm-hmm. honestly like embracing the change that is so important. And just mm-hmm. like seeing the positive things in life. Like it's, it's really hard to remain optimistic sometimes, especially in a world full of like hatred and violence right now at this moment. But it's, it's with that positive mindset that you can really feel so much better, not only about yourself, but your own goals and 
your motivation, your productivity will definitely increase too, because you'll feel so inspired and motivated to start making that change and take action to reach the goals Mm -hmm. that you want. Absolutely. And like what you said was such a great point, because I know like parents, colleges, they all expect you, or at least people say that they all expect you to, you know, choose something like one thing that you really like to do, and then just pursue it forever. But like, high school is actually not the time to just pick something and, you know, choose it. It's a time of exploration. Like you have so much, you have so much time still to choose something that you really love to do. And even if you don't find something in high school, like, you still have time. And I, I've talked to people who, you know, were going to do coding and computer science. And then even after they graduated college, they, they decided to completely switch their career. And so, yeah, you definitely aren't limited to just what you decide on in high school or what you do in high school. Yeah, exactly. You're never limited to anything. Like if anything, you yourself, like you are the boundary you are what's limiting yourself. (laughs) Why was that Mm -hmm. such a hard sentence to say? Oh my goodness. (laughs) But yeah, that that is so important and just so crucial for all teens to know. But I also want to point out that it's honestly a privilege to be able to have this choice and to explore various topics because I know there are many people who are unable to. They have to start supporting their families at a very young age and you know that's like a whole different circumstance but with that I feel like people who are able to make that choice we need to be super grateful for this opportunity and just to be able to have the chance to do it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely like you know you could even make your own initiatives where you provide these opportunities for those who can't have them so like you know you're just if you're someone who has like all these privileges and all these resources available to you like definitely I 100% agree with what you said yeah help people if you can of course always choose to help people that that's always Mm -hmm. the way to go (laughs) absolutely Well, I think that's a great place to end this podcast on. Thank you so much for coming on. Like it is such a wonderful conversation and I really look forward to what you do in the future. (laughs) Thank you so much. Like it was such a pleasure being here and talking to you today. Of course. So where can the listeners connect with you? So you can find me on Instagram at aline.yyue. And that also has like the Instagrams of my two organizations, Empowering Youth in Business and Self-Care Support in my bio. And you can also go to alineu.me and that has like the projects I'm working on. You can kind of stay updated with what I'm doing and you can also contact me if you want to connect or if you have any questions. Amazing. And also make sure to follow Study Break's Instagram at the Study Break Podcast. Also, make sure to tune into your favorite podcast app, follow Study Break there, and listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Thank you all so much for listening, and I hope you have an amazing day. Bye. Bye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.